So welcome to the Braille Institute's Child Development Monthly Lectures. My name is Dr. Bill Takesta, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Parsi Sighted, and I'm also the Consulting Director of Low Vision Education at the Braille Institute of America. So tonight, we're going to talk about glasses for young children. And many people often think that glasses can only be prescribed for a child who is old enough to talk. I'm certain that many of you have had your eyes checked before, and the doctor would ask you, which is clearer, one or two? And the doctor would change the lenses. Now which is clearer, two or three? And they would make your glasses prescription for you. But in reality, a child as young as one day old can be fit with glasses, and tonight we're going to talk about all the different types of reasons that a child might benefit from glasses, and how can you help a child to become accustomed to wearing glasses. So the first thing that we'll talk about is, when should a child have his or her eyes examined? And this is something that really is very controversial, but the interesting thing about it is that we know that in the ideal world, if we were going to say what is going to be the perfect world, every child really should have their eyes examined by six months of age. The reason for this is that we know that if a child has a problem with their eyes, where their eyes cannot focus on your face to see something clearly, or if a child is not able to see the different objects that are within his or her arm's reach, or if a child suffers from double vision, any time that a child has any of these types of visual problems at a young infant, it actually affects the development of the brain cells. Vision is something that occurs not in the eyes, but it actually occurs in the brain. So if a child has a problem where the vision is blurry, or they're seeing double vision, or there's other types of disturbances, we need to prescribe glasses as soon as possible so that the brain cells in the brain will become stimulated as early as possible. We often see that there's many children who have never had their eyes examined until they're old enough to go to school. And if some of these children, they have a need for glasses but were not prescribed glasses, we find that these children are actually legally blind. Their vision is so blurred that they can't read letters on the chalkboard. Now these are kids that parents might say, well, you know what, my child was able to run and open presents and could find his food, but there's a difference. There's a certain level of vision that one can have where they can do these daily activities, but if a child doesn't have the glasses at an appropriate age, they will not be able to see details. So what happens when a child has not had their eyes examined in time, and then they suddenly give them glasses? Well, you would think that, let's say that there was a child who needed glasses but never had his eyes checked until he was five years old. They then go to the eye doctors, and the doctor says, My gosh, your child needs glasses. Let's put these glasses on your child. The doctor makes a pair of glasses for your child, puts the glasses on, and measures what the child could see, and then the doctor surprisingly finds that the vision is still blurred. Why is it? Is it a wrong pair of glasses? Is prescription incorrect? Well, the answer to that is no. The glasses are focusing the light the way that it should, but because the cells in the brain did not get stimulated early enough, that the glasses really are not making that much of an improvement. 
So the overall point to all of this is that children should have their eyes checked ideally no later than six months. Because if we then find that the child does have a problem and needs glasses, these children's, their brain cells will develop maximally and these kids will develop the best level of vision possible. Now what kind of eye doctor should you see to have your child's eyes examined? Well, often, if a child is born premature, an ophthalmologist will come into the hospital into the intensive care unit. And what they will do is they will often examine the eyes of these children who are born premature. Now, an ophthalmologist is an eye surgeon. They are experts in correcting eye problems by using surgery, but they also can prescribe glasses. Now, when an ophthalmologist typically goes into the neonatal intensive care unit and examines the eyes of a child who's premature, many times all that they are looking for is for something called retinopathy of prematurity. This is a condition in which the premature child, their retina is not fully developed and a lot of times there's scar tissue. So you could imagine scar tissue looking like cotton and all of this cotton starts to develop inside the eye and it obstructs the light from getting into the eye so these children often don't see well. So when they do go into the hospital to examine these children they are looking for this type of scar tissue. They are not doing an examination to find out what kind of glasses that the child might need. Now other children who are born they are often never examined if a child is born after a normal term pregnancy, the child was full term and born, the doctors don't examine the eyes of these children, so very often these children will never get their eyes checked until they go and see their pediatrician. But when the pediatrician takes a look at the eyes, they're basically looking at the outside of the eye, and some of them might look in the inside, but the pediatrician is not trained to measure or determine whether a child needs glasses as well. So often, the first time that a child is identified as needing glasses isn't until the child goes to kindergarten. And when the child is in kindergarten, we often know that it's a little bit too late so that if we do find a problem, that these children often will not have the normal brain cells, so they often just don't see quite perfectly. So there's really two different types of ophthalmologists that most children who have a vision problem should have. First, they do need to have an ophthalmologist, and the ophthalmologist is going to look at the tissues of the eye. Secondly, the child should have a optometrist or a general pediatric ophthalmologist who is familiar with prescribing glasses for children. Now you might say, how can you measure what a child can see or what prescription and glasses a child needs if a child can't talk? My child's only eight months old and he can't talk. Or my child is four years old and she has a speech problem and she can't talk. Well, low vision optometrists, we perform specialized types of testing. At the Center for the Partially Sighted, we get children from all over the world who do come to us so that we could do this type of an examination. One of the first things that we do is we want to measure what is the child able to see. How clearly can the child see? And we use something that are called the Teller Acuity Cards. And the Teller Acuity Cards, 
This is a card that's about three feet wide by one foot tall, and it's gray. Now on one half of it, there are stripes. The first set of stripes might be as wide as two inches thick. The other side of the card has just gray. So when we flash the card in front of the baby, the baby will automatically, instinctively look at the stripes. Then what we do is we get another card, and this next card has a little bit smaller stripes. And then we see, does the child look at the stripes again? And then we get another card, and this next card is going to have even smaller stripes. So we continue to do this until the child cannot see the stripes. And at that point in time, we could see the child's head or the child's eyes just scans from left to right, trying to search for the stripes. At that point, we could tell that the child is able to see a certain level of detail. This particular type of detail, we could tell you, well, your child is able to see print that's about the size of a headline on a newspaper, or your child is able to see small print, print as small as a Bible. From that, we could also determine what size letter or number or object that a child is able to see in the classroom and we can make this type of recommendation. So this is really important because if you're working with your child or you're playing with your child, you want to know how big should the toy be in order for your child to see it. If your child has kind of reduced vision, you don't want to show your child a little toy that's a half inch tall. You want to show a toy that's going to be tall enough that your child could see it. We also then will perform another test to measure what power glasses is needed and this is a test that is called the refraction. Now, in the refraction, we use an instrument that shines a beam of light into the retina of the eye. What the doctor does, the doctor looks through this instrument, and the doctor could see this beam of light as it focuses on the retina. When we do this, we can then tell if that beam of light is focusing sharp or if it's blurred. If it's blurry, we then use lenses and we put the lenses in front of your child's eyes until that beam of light is sharp. Once we do that, we then know this is a prescription that your child needs in order to see most clearly. So this is one way that we can evaluate what prescription that a young child needs. And we could do this even for adults who are not able to speak. So many older adults who have a stroke, many times it affects their vision and we could help them to be able to see more clearly by doing this type of test. Now after we have determined what power glasses would be the best, we then use those teller acuity cards and we measure how has it improved the clarity of sight. So this is one of the things that a developmental low vision optometrist will do for you to evaluate your child's vision. Now after we have determined what power glasses would help the child to see most clearly, we then perform other tests to see does your child see single vision or double vision. Because most children do have two eyes, if the two eyes are not aligned up properly, the child will see double vision. Some of the things that you as parents and teachers and therapists want to look for is if you ever notice that a child is winking or squinting an eye. This is an indication that the child might be having double vision. We just saw an eight-month-old today at our center, and this child would never open the left eye. The child was always winking that eye. So what we did is we basically used one of our instruments, 
and we were able to measure the alignment of the eye. When we did that, we could see that this child was seeing double vision. So in this way, we understand that a child doesn't want to see double vision because when they're crawling or reaching, they might run into a wall or they might not be able to reach and grab what they're trying to reach. So what we then did is we added to the glasses something that is called a prism. Now a prism is a lens that will bend light. So let's say that you have a child who has a crossed eye. One of the things that we will do is we will use a prism lens and we could bend the light so that the child doesn't see double vision anymore. So today with this child, we first measured the prescription and we knew that this child needed a high-powered pair of glasses to focus the light onto the retina. The reason that this child that we saw today that I'm talking about needs such a high prescription was because the child had the lens of the eye removed. This is a cataract. When a child has a cataract, the lens is removed so that light could enter the eye. So we first had to prescribe the high-powered lens so that the light would focus on the retina, and then we added a small little prism there so that the child wouldn't see double vision. We had a trial pair of glasses that we were able to put on the child in the exam room, and suddenly the eye opened up. The child was able to keep the eye open, and we knew that the child was seeing much clearer. So the second way that we use glasses or we measure glasses is we want to measure the alignment of the eye. Now the third thing that we evaluate during the functional low vision examination for children is we also are going to evaluate how sensitive is a child to glare and bright light. Many children are very, very sensitive to the glare and bright light. We see children who are born premature with retinopathy of prematurity they often have a lot of problems with glare and bright light. Other times, if a child has albinism, where the color of their eyes and their hair and the skin, they don't have any color, so they're very, very sensitive. So a lot of kids are very sensitive to the light, and then we will incorporate a different colored tint. Depending on the specific eye condition, we know that there's certain colors of tints or lenses that will work better. Sometimes we will use gray. Other times it will be green. Other times it might be yellow or amber. So depending on what the condition is, we will incorporate that into the glasses. Another thing that we often see in a lot of children nowadays is that many children will have nystagmus. And nystagmus is when the eyes are shaking from side to side. Many children who have optic nerve hypoplasia or retinopathy of prematurity, these kids they can't keep their eyes steady. And many of them, if they look towards their left, we might find that if they look in one direction, the eyes really shake much more. And if they look into the opposite direction, it won't shake quite as much at all. This morning, we had another child who had nystagmus. And when he looked to the extreme right, the nystagmus increased. And when he looked to the left, the nystagmus was much, much better. So in these types of cases, we might also recommend what we call patching, where we might patch a section of the lens to force the child to look into a certain direction, which will improve their vision. So overall, you could see that a pair of glasses may have many, many different things in it. It may have a prescription 
to help the child to see clearer. It might have a prism to eliminate double vision. It might have a tint to improve the contrast or to reduce the glare. And it might also have a patch to help the child to move the eyes more effectively or also to change the posture of their head. So that's really what goes on during these types of functional low vision examinations that are usually prescribed by an optometrist and some ophthalmologist. Now, once you have the prescription, you have all this information, the next thing is that it's very important to be able to find a frame that is going to fit the child most effectively and also a frame that's going to hold the lenses correctly. Many times, a lot of children who have low vision, they have Medi-Cal insurance. Now, Medi-Cal, they will pay a doctor $22 for a frame for a child. Now, when you do use these $22 frames, most of these frames are really very poor quality. Many of them come from other countries, and most of them are really for children who are older than three years of age. So one of the things that we often see to be the problem is that a child has been fit with a frame that's not designed to fit his or her nose or her ears. As a result, when they put these glasses on that are too big for them, it's often very, very uncomfortable. So if a child has low vision, what all of you teachers and parents out there should know is that there is something special underneath Medi-Cal and this is where a child with low vision can get any frame that he or she needs and it will be covered by Medi-Cal. So it could be a frame that is customized for a newborn and it could be $200 for this special frame but Medi-Cal will pay for it. Now you might ask why is it that some of these other doctors don't do this? Well part of the reason is that in order to do this you have to write a report. The doctor has to write quite an extensive report and many times it's a lot of work. So often it's easier to simply use one of your other frames and not go through that other type of paperwork. So when we see a very young infant, there's many different types of frames that are going to be helpful. If a child has difficulties with their head control or the child is always on his or her back, or let's say you have a child who's in a wheelchair and they turn their head and it hits a cushion of the wheelchair. There's certain types of frames that we want to use that are going to be more rubberized so that when they do turn their head, it's not going to snap the glasses, nor will it push the glasses and cause pain to the child's head. We also need to look at the structure of the nose. Many children, they don't have a bridge of the nose, and when you put glasses on them, the lenses of the glasses are actually rubbing the eyelashes of the child. This is a second reason why many children don't like to wear glasses because it's very uncomfortable to have the lenses rubbing against your eyelashes every time you blink. So it's really important that the optician or the eye doctor, they fit your child with a pair of glasses that will have a bridge that's going to match your child's nose. Some of them will have what's called an adjustable nose pad so that the doctor could adjust it so it fits the child's bridge very, very well. In other cases, some children might be very sensitive to certain types of materials. So we will use certain types of plastics on the frame so that the child won't have an allergic reaction. 
Other things that we will do is that we might even curve the lenses. We could curve the lenses to a specific way so that when your child blinks, the eyelashes won't be hitting the lenses. You can imagine how this could very often happen because many children are always lying on their back. And when they're lying on their back, the glasses start to move closer towards their eyelids and then their eyelashes tend to touch. The next part of the frame that we want to look at are the earpieces. These earpieces are called temples. And depending on your child's head control, there's different types of temples that we might prescribe. If it's a very young child who has difficulty with controlling his or her head control or the neck is a bit floppy, we often will use a temple earpiece that will wrap all the way around the ear. And this is helpful for a child who crawls because when a child's in a crawling position, the glasses are really pointing down towards the floor and they start to fall off. Or well, this could be very helpful for a child who has poor head control. Some children with Down syndrome, they have real low head control and their head will start to tilt forward and the glasses would then fall off. So we might put a temple on that has a cable around it. Now many times a lot of the frames that are available, they don't have these types of cables. But you can ask the doctor. If the optician is a good optician, he or she could customize and customize a temple so that it does wrap around the ear. Other times we will use a strap that will go around the head, but these straps are often used for the child who tends to pull the glasses off and throw them. This is a way to try to keep them on the head. So when we think about how can we help the child to get accustomed to wearing the glasses, you could imagine many children are very tactile defensive. They don't like things touching them. They don't like their hair combed. They don't like their face washed. They don't like to have their teeth brushed, and they don't like to have glasses either. Well, one of the first things that we recommend that you do is just to simply try to desensitize your child. Whenever you're doing something that your child really likes, we recommend that you massage your child around the eyes and the temples and the bridge of the nose. So let's say your child loves to lie down with you and listen to music. Well, while you're listening to the music, Go ahead and begin the massaging. Let's say your child likes to be in a bath. Well, in the bathtub, massage your child. Or maybe your child likes to, you know, take a bottle. While your child is taking the bottle, go ahead and hold your child and then massage. When you do this, your child will later start to associate a positive reward or something fun with a massage. Once it gets to this point, we then go ahead and we'll ask you to put the glasses on your child. Many times we will say, let's just put the frames on only. We won't use the power of the glasses yet. Let's just get your child accustomed to having the frame on the face. So anytime that it's time for bath time, we might then put the frame on and then your child will then think, hey, something fun's going to happen. I'm going to get a bath. Or we could do the same thing when your child is starting to eat. We do these until your child has developed that positive behavior. Next, we will go ahead and incorporate the power of the glasses inside the frame. Now we, at the Center for the Parts Decided, we often will give a child a partial prescription. Let's say that a child really needs four units of lens power. We might start out the first week by giving them one power. 
and then a couple weeks later we'll increase it to two and then a month later we'll increase it to three and other times then we'll finally go to four and the reason that we do this often incrementally is for some children who are very very sensitive we don't want to give them too much power because it will be overwhelming if any of you have ever received glasses and the doctor changed a prescription too much for you my goodness you get a severe headache the world looks so different you feel nauseous and you just can't wear the glasses the same thing might have hold true for you if your doctor has ever prescribed you a medication it could be so strong that you're feeling nauseous and sick and you just can't tolerate it so it's easier if you do it in a step-by-step basis so now we have a situation where your child is now prepared to wear glasses your child will tolerate wearing the glasses and we have the prescription and then the question is what do we do with these glasses well the first thing is we need to have your doctor tell you what these glasses are for are these glasses really designed to be looking at things up close is this for your child to wear when looking far away is this for television or is this to be used for outdoors once you know what's going to be the task that your child should be wearing these glasses for that's when you're going to be using the glasses and we're going to do some fun activities we really want to do things that your child will have something to place in his or her hands if they're putting things in their hands they don't have hands to remove the glasses as they start to do this longer and longer it becomes something that's really becomes second nature for them to be wearing the glasses so sometimes we might do different types of things where they might be playing with food they could have food in each hand and they could be eating so they could wear their glasses so they could see the food and they can grab this if your doctor wants your child to wear glasses when outdoors going for a walk in the stroller in the sunlight we might go ahead and put other things in your child's hand there are some of these little straws they're actually thick tubes like pipes but you could bend them you know some of those straws that you could bend them and you could turn them into a 90 degree angle well they have these plastic tubes like that and your child could hold it with each hand and when they turn it it makes a real crinkly kind of sound and a lot of kids really like to play with that i also use the little game bop it and they could hold on to bop it as they're going in the stroller and they could go ahead and twist and pull all they want with it and then they won't pull off the glasses soon the child will then learn that they're seeing better with these glasses and once they do realize that they are seeing better with the glasses then they usually will then wear it all the time now there's other situations where a child is using glasses for something that's not so fun and under these situations we need to do the activities in a very therapeutic fashion for example doctors might prescribe glasses because a child has a weak or a lazy eye and we will tape one lens of the glasses to force a child to use the weaker eye this is a way of developing the vision in the weaker eye now obviously when we patch a child's stronger eye and force a child to use a weaker eye they probably won't like it so in these situations we want the child to wear these types of glasses under your supervision or under the supervision of the vision specialist if you have a specialist such as Lori from the junior blind or Nancy from Braille Institute who's come to the home at first you want to let them do it 
until the child becomes familiar with the activity. Here we want to do things that are as fun as possible and we don't want to just put the patching glasses on and let the child roll around and stroll. We had one child who was prescribed patching in this way and any time the patching went on when they were trying to improve the vision of that one eye, she just went to bed. She says, well, I can't see well enough, so I'm just going to go to sleep. So we want to try to keep the child engaged and doing things that are really fun. So overall, the things to remember are that children really need to have their eyes checked for glasses as soon as possible. By prescribing glasses as soon as possible, your child can have the best chance of developing higher levels of vision. Some of these glasses might be magnifying glasses. So if a child has retinopathy of prematurity or optic nerve hypoplasia or cortical vision impairment, many times by prescribing powerful glasses to magnify the images, it will help the child to use the vision much better. You really don't want to wait until your child is five years old because then we have missed five years, five years of your child's life where the brain could have been stimulated. We have wasted that. We want your child to be seen by a doctor who's familiar with performing these kinds of testing for children who cannot speak. You then want to find a optician who is able to prescribe glasses that are going to fit your child. It has to be the right size, the right earpiece, the right shape of lens, and also the right type of material of the lens glasses. There are different types of lenses. Most children should be wearing what's called polycarbonate. And polycarbonate, it's the lightest weight lens material, so it will be most comfortable for your child, but it's also the most durable. So if your child is learning to walk and falls and hits his head on the corner of the coffee table, well, the glasses won't shatter if he should strike the glasses with it. So you want to find an optician who could do these things for you, and then you want to prepare your child to become accustomed to wearing the glasses. Do the massaging during the fun activities, and later just start to place the glasses on your child's face during those fun activities. Lastly, if you're fortunate enough to have a teacher who can help you with some of these things, begin the different types of visual stimulation activities, and your child will be on his or her way to seeing much, much better. So I hope this information was helpful to you. And let's go ahead and we could unmute our phones. And if anybody has any questions about glasses or your child's own particular case, uh, please feel free to ask. Now, because this is being recorded, I do understand that some of you may not want your name to be revealed. So you don't have to say your name or you don't have to say your child's name. Okay, so let's go ahead and open it up to questions. Okay, so the question here is, is that we have a child who has neurological vision impairment. Her vision was initially very weak, but it has really improved recently. But as her vision has improved, she has now started to wink one eye. Well, this again is just an indication that a child who winks one eye, that usually means that the eye that is being winked, the vision in that eye is blurred and needs glasses, or number two, that the alignment of the eyes is crooked and the child is seeing double vision. So one of the things that would be very important is to simply look at the child's eyes and does it ever appear as though one eye is crossed or one eye is turned outward?
The easiest way to do this is to turn off the room lights. Use a little pen light. Now with a pen light, if you stand about 12 inches away from the child and flash it right into her eyes, you want to look for the reflection of the pen light in the pupil of the eyes. If it's not in the centers of each eye, that means that one eye might be slightly misaligned and the child is seeing double vision. So regardless though, I think this is a indication that the child should be seen by an eye doctor to perform the refraction to see whether or not she does need glasses and number two, whether or not that she is seeing double vision. Uh, the question here is, do all eye doctors and all opticianry places, do they all do these types of testing? In other words, do they all test for the clarity of sight, prism glasses for double vision, tints to reduce glare, and using patching to help a child to move the eyes differently? And do they also customize the glass of the child? Do all eye doctors do this? And the answer is no. So one of the things that parents should do is that if you do make an appointment with an eye doctor's office, you want to ask them, are they going to perform these tests? And if they do have glasses, do they typically customize them for the child? In other words, do you have glasses that are designed to fit a three-month-old infant or a nine-month-old infant? And are you able to customize the earpieces and the nose pads and other things? So you simply should ask those things, and if they don't, you could just kindly ask them, do you know of other places that will do it? Uh, again, there's many places that are, are very, very skilled in doing these types of things. For example, there is an optical boutique that's called A Child's View, and A Child's View, they do a really, really fine job of using high-quality frames and high-quality lenses for the children. So that's a very, very nice place. You also want to find out if these other people, they do take Medi-Cal. So uh, we do accept these at the Center for the Parsi Sighted. And if you don't know a place, you could definitely give me a call at the Center for the Parsi Sighted. And I'd be able to help direct you to a doctor in your area that might be closer who does provide this. So if you do want to get in touch with me, you could send me an email at bill at... Dr. Bill, D-R-B-I-L-L, drbillfoundation.org. So that's bill at drbillfoundation.org. Or you could call me at uh, 310-597-2549. 310-597-2549. That's my cell number. And then uh, I'll, I'll talk to you directly. The next question is, she has been told that it's not possible to examine a child's eye until the child is able to speak. Is this true? Well, unfortunately, there's a lot of children who are not able to tell you the numbers and letters, but doctors, we can measure what a person can see even if they can't talk. And so again, it's so important that they have their eyes checked early because if you don't have your eyes checked until you fail the DMV test, in some cases that's permanent. So yes, uh, the sooner is better. And that's really for all things. If you're talking about seeing your cardiologist or you're going to go and have your other types of medical examination performed, the sooner is always going to be better. Another question? 
Okay, so, well, that does it for our show tonight, and I thank all of you for tuning in.